0: You're listening to the (laughs) DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily, the most listened to daily Miami Dolphins podcast on the internet. Come on Dolphins fans. Time to fins up. Miami's got the
0: Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from go to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're
1: always a control. Hey, you say, Miami- Good evening, Miami Dolphins fans. How are you today? And thank you for listening to DolphinsTalk.com daily on this Wednesday. March 3rd, we are broadcasting live from the dolphins talk.com studios and joining me as he does each and every Wednesday. I guess it's Wednesday night we can say yeah. Ian Berger. Ian, how are you doing today?
0: Hey Mike, I i I'm looking around this place. I absolutely love this uh, this new setup that we have. We got our names on the screens here. We've got our ads for Twitter on here and and we're interacting with all these people on Facebook, Twitter, and, uh, and YouTube. It's actually pretty amazing right now.
1: Yeah. And Tom and myself, we did this on Sunday afternoon. We got a lot of positive feedback and it's something we're going to be doing a lot more often here at our website. So for those of you watching on Facebook, for those of you watching on Twitter, for those of you watching on YouTube, I hope you enjoy. And for those of you who are listening to this, whether Wednesday night or Saturday, the same old podcast, nothing's really going to change. Um, It's just a way for people to interact and just watch us record live as we do the show. So just a new wrinkle, extra feature, but it's going to be the same regular Mike and Ian show at the DolphinsTalk.com podcast. So, Ian, topic number one, the big news from Tuesday. The Miami Dolphins let go, released, not officially, though. They're still trying to trade them. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Kyle Vinoy, after one year or last year this time, they gave him a four-year, $51 million contract, $30 million guaranteed, and literally 12 months later they said, nope, no more. So we're going to let you go, and there's a lot to talk about here. Let me throw out a few things because I think there's a lot to unpack and a lot to go over. Number one, when they gave him this contract last year this time, they didn't know, and by they I mean the Miami Dolphins, that one year from now the salary cap would be substantially less. They did not know how the COVID virus would affect the 2020 season and that the salary cap would be now and no fans in attendance and all that. So if this move was made strictly because of that, something unforeseen, a natural I mean essentially it's a natural disaster that just changed the landscape of the salary cap and how everything works, I get it. I understand it, and that's a fair and reasonable excuse. If they made this move not because of that, i got to be honest, I'm a little confused. And when you give a contract out like this, you expect it to be for a cornerstone player, $30 million guaranteed. I know he didn't get that, but that's what the contract was for, a four-year $51 million, $30 million guaranteed. You expect this to be a cornerstone player who's going to be part of your turnaround, and one of the key pieces – for when you make a playoff run and eventually make a Super Bowl, hopefully, and all that, and to cut bait with them after one year. There's two ways to look at this. There's the half glass full, half glass empty, Ian. it's all on perspective. You're the positive guy. <laughs>
0: you know which way I'm going, Mike. I
1: know, and your positive spin is not wrong. because, Well, not your positive, but the positive spin is the Miami Dolphins realize they made a mistake after one year. They structure the contract perfectly so they can get out after one year with minimal damage to the salary cap. And that's smart, and that's the positive outlook. The negative outlook is you should have never gave this guy the contract to begin with. What were you thinking? And Because you essentially whiffed on a player, and now you have to eat some of the dead money. Not a ton, but still some dead money. Who wants that? Um, And it, it was a whiff. You whiffed on a big free agent signing. And he's gone after a year. So really, it is about your perspective on this. And the other thing before I toss it to you, this is one the fans can't blame on Mike Tannenbaum. He had nothing to do with this one, <laughs> baby. This Greer. is all his career, Brian Flores. Yep. Yep. So no blaming good old monkey boy. So, Ian, what are your thoughts on the Kyle Vinoy move? Well, first of all,
0: in my opinion, you really can't make an assessment of the move until you see – move number 35 or 36 in free agency, right? This is the, this is the first step of a process for this off season. So yeah, my first reaction was, I can't believe this happened. Cause like you just said, we actually had last year, we had just signed this guy. Right. And he was serviceable. You know, he, he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. He was a very good player, but I think what what it boils down to, and I saw a couple of comments and I know you're adding them on the screen here. You know, what it boils down to is the cap dollars, right? He he's going to end up what about 10 to 15 million against the cap for next year and the following year. And what we found is that Andrew Van Ginkle was a much less expensive player. And he had a probably about the similar production as Kyle Van Noy had, right? So why not now take your loss with that player, which I know it's, it's not an easy decision, and I'm so glad that I'm not the one making those decisions because Chris Greer and and Coach Flores are, are having tough talks right now. Um, but you make that move, and what what what? Let's say we go find another player that is a 12 or 15 million dollar a year player that actually performs at a higher level than Andrew Van Ginkle or at a higher level than Kyle Van Noy was. You know, so I think that may be the thought. And and yes, the contract was very. Club friendly, it was not player friendly, but that's the contract that Kyle Van Noy actually signed. Now, again, I, I'm sad to see him go. Hopefully, we can bring him back and maybe sign him to a, a lesser lesser deal. I don't know Although if somebody, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to happen because based on his uh,
1: bad terms,
0: yeah, based on based on his comments, I don't think that that was that's something that's going to end up happening. But you know, let's let's look at the entire off season before we say this was a horrible move because. I, I, I somebody mentioned today. What about Levante David over in Tampa, right down the street from us? Right, he's a very talented and younger linebacker. So if you could spend the same or a little more money to get him to replace Kyle Van Noy, would that be a good move? Maybe, you know. So there's a lot of things that have to happen before we can say this is good or it wasn't good. So I'm 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 in the sit back, let's watch, let's see what happens, and then we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah, and now with this money in savings, I think it's uh, somewhere between nine and $10 million on the cap. Now, where does that money go? I think a chunk of it is going to go to solve the Xavier and Howard issue because either they're going to move on from Howard, I would think, via tra- or they're going to have to find a way to make him happy. And this opened up some money here to possibly make him happy. Um, they can use a chunk of it towards that. They have to pass out extensions here in the near future to guys like Mike Chiseki, to guys like um, Jerome... Baker, so could it possibly go there, some of that money, and be allocated there? It's possible. And then there was an article saying in one of the newspapers, I think it was the Miami Herald, um, stating that the Miami Dolphins have eyes on signing a big-name wide receiver, possibly. Or maybe they're looking at one of the big-name linebackers out there who they think for the same amount of money, or if they're going to be on the books for this amount of money, we can get someone who's a little bit younger, a little bit faster, make a little bit more of an impact. So we're going to see. You're right. We're not going to know how this money is going to be allocated, um, here for a few weeks, if not even longer than that. But I think that's one of the things here to watch is what do they do with this extra salary cap space because uh, there is um, a move coming next. Will it be for Aaron Jones or someone – or, uh, you know, like a like a Allen Robinson? Who knows? It could. It might not, but it could. Or will it be just to keep some in-house guys? The other thing I'll say, though, and this is the part where, wow, I just – why I don't like this move in some ways, this team is so young. It had really – Ryan Fitzpatrick over the age of 30. Kyle Vanoy, I think, was 29. So sure. he's yep. with the next oldest guy, which really isn't that old. And I think for a team to win in this league, you need a healthy mix of not only youngsters but veterans. You need a few veterans. You need a couple old guys who've been around the block a few times who've seen a thing or two, as they say. And you need a healthy mix of youngsters and veterans. I think it's very tough in this league to win with just young kids. And this was the one, not the, it was pretty much the one veteran we had. Uh, I think there might be one or two other guys close to 29. But he was like the guy. And now he's gone. Now, they could go out there and sign some other vets, some other guys who are a little bit older in age. And that's fine. But right now, they don't have that on the roster. It's a very, very young team who's going to be, Who's going to be that guy? Who's going to be that leader? And that's a question that I really have on my mind. It kind of concerns me a little bit because I think this team is very young and they won 10 games and you're going to lose Fitzpatrick, most likely. Right. And you just lost Vinoy. Who are the leaders? Who are the leaders?
0: You, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, I look at even like a Christian Wilkins, right? He's, yeah, he's he's young. He's now entering his third season in the league. He's never experienced playoffs in the national football league level, but look at what he did in college. Right. And look at, and and I know Miami white just wrote Byron Jones is a leader. Yeah. Byron Jones is a leader on that squad as well on the defensive side. So, you know, and, and I think what we would like to see is Tua be a leader on the offensive side, you know, with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, most likely moving on Um, that's going to leave to, uh, to be available, to be able to go ahead and, and take that leadership side on the offense side of the ball. So, you know, I, th- I think, I think you have to look at it though for the leadership piece. I understand, but is leadership worth $12 million a year when you can get average play or good play? I, I I'd say it was better than average, but good play from a player. And I obviously coach Flores and Chris Greer said, no, it's not worth that amount of money. So, and then here's the other thing how do we know they're not going to find a, another veteran player from another team who's a leader who they'll like i said if they spend 12 million dollars on another player who can play better than Kyle Van Noy did last season then everybody's going to look at it and say that was a pretty good move cuz we switched out a good player with a better player so
1: yeah that's the thing we have to see what the next moves are and uh then we can probably Give the thumbs up, thumbs down on this move, maybe down the road a little bit. But right now, I think it shocked a lot of fans first and foremost, which yeah. is understandable because nobody really saw this coming, I guess. Uh maybe we should have, who knows? But I don't know. But I guess you have to give credit to them structuring this contract to where they can get out of it after a year with minimal damage. And at the end of the day, that is important. It's just I don't know. It's it's uh it's it's tough because I think the fans got attached to him. A lot they really liked him and they liked what he brought to the table I thought he was an outstanding linebacker I thought he was our best all-around linebacker since Brian Cox and that's saying it's Well, outside of Zach Thomas maybe um just a three down guy pretty much who's always on the field and made some plays so we'll see we'll see now the next thing we're going to talk about here is what other names on the Miami Dolphins might be let go or the ones who are pending you know free agents who they're probably not going to look to resign or maybe they will look to resign. So I got a list of names. We're going to go through them and we're going to give our thoughts on if they might be cut or let go, asked to restructure or should they be shown the door? Um, Not everybody can stay. We know that they've got to be realistic about things. And some guys maybe shouldn't be brought back or some of these guys who are now on the open market as free agents. Should Miami make a play here to hold on to them? So the first name I'm going to go on or I'll throw out there, Ian is Bobby McCain? Bobby McCain is a starter at safety, plays well, has a lo- but he makes a lot of money here. So I guess my question is: Should they just hold on to him, ask him to restructure, or maybe let him go and open up some extra salary cap space to find some other pieces? I think
0: I think when you look at the defensive backfield, I think the safety position was probably the the, the biggest void not void but i think that was the 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 weakest position on the defensive backfield side because you know you got Xavier on the one side you got byron jones on the other uh for cornerbacks but when it came to safeties i always felt like that was probably our um our piece that got hit a lot so and and i know that that was bobby mccain and i love bobby mccain because he's been you know he's been through it all he stuck around when you know when adam GaSe left when uh coach flores came in so I, uh, you know, I'm kind of torn, but I think, I think he is going to be shown the door. I think they're going to try and upgrade that position because again, if you have a better safety in that role along with Xavier and along with Byron, then that, that backfield is going to be again, one of the best in the league. So, um, it's going to be interesting because I also know, you know, you got Nick Needham back there too. And I, I know he's not up. I don't think he's up for free agency just yet, but, you know, I I think last year he regressed a little from the prior season when he really got that spark and he really fought for his position. And I hate to say that because I'm a big advocate for him and and I love his mom because she's very she's very vocal on social media and we we get along extremely well. Um, But I think realistically looking at it, I think that safety position is probably one of those that really needs an upgrade. So I don't think I don't think uh, he's going to be around very much longer.
1: Yeah, uh, they have Eric Rowe, who's probably another name on this list that we'll talk about. But I think Rowe's more valuable than McCain, just me personally. And and also the rookie they took in round three last year played very, very well. Played extremely well at safety. And I think he's going to get a lot more playing time in 2021. So McCain, and plus with so many picks in this draft, and this is a strong draft for safeties as well. And with Miami having, you know, assuming they hold on to the picks, they don't make a trade or anything um as soon as they hold on to those picks i think they could be looking at a safety in either rounds one two or three um with one of those picks so I, i'm with the armor the next name is a free agent so they're gonna have to resign him there's no asking to restructure and that is devon Gotchow. and i'm gonna go first here i don't think they are gonna bring him back number one i think he's gonna get paid on this open market i know he missed the season last year but when he's healthy he's a pretty good player he's actually probably a very good player I just don't think Miami will pay him what he can get elsewhere, and I don't want to get in a bidding war for someone like Devon Gacha. when we have so many needs elsewhere on this team. Um, he wasn't here last year, and honestly, they didn't really miss a beat on that side of the ball, so I don't see any reason why you got to break the bank to hold on to him. What are your thoughts? I,
0: I agree with you completely. I, I, think, I think he is uh, going to be allowed to test the free agency market, and he's probably going to get paid a lot more money than the Dolphins would offer him. Um, you know, but I would have loved to have seen what he could do with this supporting cast, you know, cause we were, we were good. We were really, really good last year on the defensive side of the ball. And I think had he been healthy, it would have been even better. Um, but I don't think he's going to get that opportunity.
1: Yeah. I'm with the on there. Um, I think he's probably played his last down for the dolphins next name, free agent. This one should be pretty quick. So my answer is nope. Matt Breida.
0: Matt Breida, huh? Nope. Yeah, no, he's a nope. he's a no t- You know, yeah. and, and he, he had a couple of good games, but but you could definitely see that it's it, it seems like work the out. tread is, it is, didn't is work out I mean, my yeah, and
1: yeah. They need to reshape that whole running back room, which we'll talk about at the end of the show. That's I think one of the top priorities this offseason, and they need a lot of new faces there. And Matt, there's no reason to prevent next one we've sort of spoken about in the past, so we won't spend a lot of time on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Again, I'm just not in favor of having him back because with Tua a tongue of Iloa, excuse me, just under the assumption he's the ha- um, he's going to be the quarterback. We can't have Fitzpatrick sitting behind him to where the head coach, every time the going gets tough, wants to yank Tua, a put in Fitzpatrick counterproductive on every level. Not going to help the team long term, doesn't help to a long term. Fitzpatrick can't stay.
0: You're right. And and uh, there was a there was a social media post today which asked what you know. I've Any NFL player who would you love to sit down and have a beer with? No, Ryan. And, uh, and I said Ryan Fitzpatrick, absolutely no doubt, because he's probably got so many great stories of all these different you know teams that he's played for. But I honestly think, I think he wants to compete for a starting job, and I, I think you know, get one. Um, yeah, and I think there's so many teams out there that are probably in that transition phase, like the Dolphins were about two years ago, that they will bring him in. They'll add, you know, they'll definitely. Spend a little money to add him. And I think he'll get the opportunity to start. And I think that's really where his desire is. And I think I'm like you too. I think keeping him here, yes, he'd be a great mentor for Tua, but I, I almost think that Tua, like you said, needs that needs that cord cut, right? And he needs to know that, you know, this is gonna be me. If I'm struggling, it's gonna be me. Right. And and we're not gonna we're not gonna play that game like we played last year, where it's gonna be two quarterbacks in a game. Um, but you know what? We'll see what happens. I, I think Fitzpatrick is, uh, he's on his way out
1: now. He's played for the jets. He's played for the bills. He's played for the dolphins. He just needs to go to the Patriots, which is very logical. And he has made the rounds of the AFC East. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see him. La- I think places like Washington, Chicago, and, um, Washington, Chica- no, well, Washington, Chicago and new England are the spots. I maybe look for him to land. Cause he might get a chance to start there. That's probably what he wants. And also, for who you'd want to sit down and have a drink with, Fitzpatrick's number two. Number one has to be Gronk. Like him or not, Gronk's number one on any <laughs> list when it comes to booze. Okay, let's just be honest.
0: <laughs> Agreed. And that uh, Denver was a really good place, too, that he could potentially go to, by the way. I see yeah. uh, Def Korn added a, a comment yeah. I thought was a good one. Yeah, um, But yeah, Gronk. the only thing with Gronk, and, and I'd be concerned about with Gronk, is that he would outdrink me. And uh, and I would I would not be able to last as long as him, oh. um, but it would be a heck of a lot sure. of fun. It
1: would Be a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, next name on the list we mentioned um, Eric Rowe. I wouldn't even ask him to restructure. I would keep Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe. I was not a fan when Miami first signed him a few years ago. He he has won me over. He has been outstanding on tight ends. Um, you know, outside of when he has to cover the elite ones, like he did the, versus the Raiders. That guy hit the game of his life. I'm not going to put that on Rowe. That guy's just a great player, Eric Rowe. I think has been outstanding, and I would don't want to lose him.
0: I agree. And wasn't he the uh, defender that caught that interception against the Bills the last game of the season where he tiptoed out of bounds? Yeah, that, was that was Byron. All right. Rowe but, but Ro has had some some great plays um, for the Dolphins, and I think he's a really, really hard hitter too. And I, I like that. I like that in a defensive back. So I, I say keep him as well. I like that.
1: Yeah. Now the next three names are all wide receivers, and this is where it gets tricky. And let's just talk about them as a group because I think, okay, it yeah, fair, just makes it easier. Number one is Albert Wilson, number two is Alan Hearns, number three, Jakeem Grant. And you can make the case it's time to cut ties with all of them, and that wouldn't be a crazy thing to say or do. I don't think they'll do that, though. I think the guy in the most trouble is Wilson, even though I kind of like him the best out of the three just because of his cap number and the fact he opted out last year. Understandable, not gonna criticize him for that, but um uh, I don't I think he's easily replaced. And plus they already handed out his number to somebody else, which is probably a bad sign. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alan Hearns, I know they like Hearns a lot. That's why they gave him that contract prior to him opting out. Um Hearns I could I don't know. They might want to hold on to him. Grant that's a tough one. We know as a wide receiver he gives you nothing. And when he got a larger role last year, he he, he just – he gave you nothing. Not really his fault because that's – they've put him in a spot where he probably was overmatched a bit. And But as a returner, he's obviously outstanding. So Grant's tough. I could see them letting go of all three and just totally reshaping this wide receiver, especially if you think they're going to hold on to Parker they're going to hold on to Preston, which they should. Yep. Lynn Bowden ain't going nowhere. Yep. Malcolm Perry ain't going nowhere. Now, if they sign one guy in free agency, let's just say hey, it's anyone from Marvin Jones, Allen Robinson, who knows? That's one. Let's say they sign one. Then they take one in round one of the draft or two. You got six guys right there. Where are any of these guys going to find a spot in this team? I don't know. So I think these three guys are in trouble. And I'd be sho- and I wouldn't be shocked if they're all gone.
0: I agree with you. You know, here's here's the only thing that you have to think about. And I think it's all going to depend on what the the coaches do with free agency and what the coaches are planning to do in the draft because you do need some speedy wide receivers right and, and if you look at the Chiefs you see a Tyreek Hill right and he's he's the small fast guy that's going to get behind defenders versus you know the guys that we have right now besides Jakeem besides Albert besides Allen they're not real fast guys they're more kind of power guys that are going to catch those 50, 50 balls. And I think you need at least one of those speedy receivers to stay. Now the challenge with Jakeem and this past season, we saw probably more than, than any season that he's been with the team is that he hasn't caught all the balls that have been thrown his way. And I know everybody's kind of had, had those challenges at, at times, but, but his just seemed to be uh, bigger at bigger moments than everybody else. Um, so, You know, and Jakeem is great as a punt returner, you know, he's that 88 yard punt return for a touchdown was pretty amazing. He tied the Dolphin or he broke a Dolphins record for the longest punt return. Um, So I love him on special teams. And I think anytime you make that change, you're risking kind of weakening that position, right? Weakening that punt returner role. But you know, here's the other the other part to that is Ignabagani was was also tried out as a punt returner. So you know he's going to be around for a couple more seasons because he's still stuck on that that rookie contract, and he was taken in the first round. So you'll probably we'll probably end up seeing him on special teams if they're not using him more on defense. So that way, at least somebody is being used back there. Yeah, but
1: he can be electric on special teams too.
0: Exactly, exactly. So. Um, I agree with you. Some, someone came out today with a, a fake tweet that, that Jakeem was released. And and that obviously was found to not be true. Um, but you know, Alan and Albert, they are, they're at a, um, I think they're a little behind because they missed a season, you know, and it's going to be very, very interesting how not this just, they get treated, but all of the guys throughout the NFL who ended up missing a season and, you know, to their benefit or to their, you know, credit, They did it for the safety of themselves and for their family. So you can't blame them on that. But now from an NFL team, these guys haven't played in a national football league game for over a year, right? So what kind of toll is that going to have on their body? What are the risks going to be for them to potentially get injured next season? These are all things I think that teams are going to end up thinking about when they're thinking about keeping these guys or, or possibly releasing them. So uh, it's going to be interesting, but I wouldn't be surprised if all three of those guys got released too. It
1: really does come down to a numbers game. And like I said, if they do sign one in free agency and they take one in what like round one or two on top of the guys that you know aren't going anywhere, there's just not enough spots for all these guys. And I think you know the Wilsons, Hearns of the world are in trouble. And Grant, you can keep him along if you just want him to do punt returns and kickoff returns, which is fine. But you're going to carry what, eight wide receivers, seven wide receivers? I don't know if that's feasible either. So this is going to be an interesting one to watch with those three names because I don't know what they're going to do. But they and if they let them all go and they do lose lose those guys with speed, they can replace that in the draft, though. They, if they take, you know, a Smith or a Waddle, they're going to replace that speed with someone like that. So they're they're going to be okay there, I think. Um
0: just yeah. real quick, because I know we're going to get to this soon, but I I, I don't know if you saw the Waddle. Question today about yeah. quarterback. He prefer. I just want to add. What is he going to say? Is he going to say that Mac Jones isn't good and the guy's not even been drafted yet? Those guys right?
1: are trying to help the guy who hasn't got paid yet because they don't help. They don't have to help the one on the Dolphins. They don't have to help Tool. He's already got his money. Matt right. hasn't been picked yet, so I don't. And know. You would
0: hope the same for Matt Jones. Is he? He says who? You know who are the wide receivers that you want to see go highest in the draft?
1: Yeah. He's going to say the guys they played with just last year that he won all those games with. Correct. So, you know, I, you know, I think fans get too worked up over stuff like that. And even if they do like Mac Jones better, who cares? Right. <laughs> who are going to do, trade two in? He's, he's part of the Dolphins. Who cares? It's like <laughs> it means nothing. People get worked up over the f- most foolish things, I think. A um, couple more names. Ted Karras at center. Now, this one's tough, and here's why. If you're going to move on from him, you better have a damn good alternative. <laughs> not, not that he's like an all-world player, but he's good enough. And if they're going to move on from him, you better have – someone who can play at least at his level. I like Ted. I think he's a solid player. I don't think he's a sensational player. I think he might be the weak link on the offensive line, but you know what? You can't move on from that unless you have somebody, and they don't have anybody yet in-house. So they're going to have to sign someone in free agency, or you're going to have to make, if you do let him walk prior to the draft, you better be damn sure and make a, you know, uh, an effort to get his replacement early. Okay, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think uh, I think Creed Humphrey is that the name that I keep thinking about. That was one that in all of my mock drafts, um, they decided to. And as as my dog is barking in the back, I apologize.
1: We're live, baby. <laughs>
0: We're live. Doing it live. Um, so yeah, Creed Humphrey is one that, that I like, in that in all of my mock drafts, he, he t- tends to get to me. And I think that 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 could be a, a thought. It, it's all going to depend. It's all going to depend on where they end up going. But I think you know if they don't keep Karis they do have to have a veteran back there. You can't just depend on a brand, on a rookie to do this stuff.
1: Yep. Uh, next name, Clayton Fedulum. nice player, special teams guy. I would, uh, Clayton Fedulum. I'm not in any rush to, uh, hold on to. I think he's a guy that they can let go of. Um, your thoughts on Clayton.
0: Yeah. yeah he didn't guy. have that great of an impact, you know? So if it's a, if it's a money saving move, unless they, they, they find value in, in what he does, yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: Last two names are both linebackers. I'll lump them together because they both kind of play the same spot. Elandon Roberts, who unfortunately with that knee injury suffered late in the year, might not be ready for most of this year. I don't know how that's coming along, but I'd be very surprised if they bring him back. As Once again, with a loss of Van Noy, they're going to want probably some other linebackers, some younger guys in place. So I think Roberts, he's going to. I'd be very surprised if he was brought back. The other name, Kamu Kruger-Hill, who I like a lot, actually, and I, wouldn't, I would be fine if they brought him back.
0: Yeah, you're probably going to get Gregor Hill at, a, at a, a pretty inexpensive contract. Yeah, and the thing with Landon Roberts is, I love that guy because he is throwing his body all over the place. And you know, he, I, I I distinctly remember the play where the quarterback snapped the ball, and within like two seconds, Landon Roberts had already pushed the the running back out of the way to get to the quarterback. Um, so I I you know he he's like that. Now the flip side to that, the bad side is that when you throw your body like that so hard, so quick, you're going to get injured. And I think Alandon ended up getting injured a couple times throughout the season last year. So, you know, not not that's what he's supposed to do, right? You're supposed to be a gladiator on the field as a football player, um, but you also need to be able to maintain health so that you can continue playing each game. But I, I don't think Alandon Roberts will be back.
1: No, and uh, hopefully his knee's doing better there because that didn't look good when he got hurt at the end of the year. Okay, Ian, it's that time in the show. It's time to promote Manscaped. And for those of you watching us live, you can see in the top corner here, we have the promo code with the logo for Manscaped, where you can save 20% off and get free shipping with all your orders from Manscaped and use the promo code Dolphins Talk because the 2021 NFL draft is near and NFL draft season is upon us. It's possible that you might have a Trevor Lawrence haircut in your pants and that's why our partners at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble. <laughs> that you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you like to gamble on football. Uh, for all my draft geeks, I'm sorry I can't keep a straight face reading this. For all of my draft geeks, we have an exclusive 20% off promo code. Use the promo code Dolphins Talk and save 20% in your order and get free shipping. So, guys, you do not want that Trevor Lawrence haircut. In your pants okay it's draft season you want to be neat and clean below the waist and you know as ian says as, as i've said manscape.com they have a lot of amazing products the lawnmower 3.0 the weed whacker the crop mop the crop mat they have you know body gel they have foot spray a foot powder deodorant they have it all for everything below the waist to make sure you're neat and clean down there at all times, right, Ian?
0: Absolutely, and 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 Mike, I have to add that it's not just for the it's not just fellows that have, we have listening to our show tonight. We do have some ladies that are listening to the show tonight. So I'm not going to call anyone out. I'll put uh, it up right i right now. Hold on. I, I, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, that we're glad that everybody is able to watch, and we appreciate <laughs> it. Joy Elizabeth. We appreciate that. We so
1: appreciate it. we know this might not be for you, but if you I don't know if you have a husband, if you have a significant other. You might want to help them out with some Manscaped. Uh, so,
0: so since we do have a nice audience tonight, I am gonna, I'm going to talk go. about the, the, the Crop Preserver because this thing smells amazing, right? So, um, And I know they came out with a fragrance that is very yeah. similar to this smell. So
1: They're new it, alone with their new enhanced fragrance that will make the ladies go wild.
0: Yes, yes. I told you it reminds me of Baja Beach Club back in the day for everyone that was around in Fort Lauderdale in the 80s that's uh that's that was this that was the scent it made me made me remember of the day when uh when I used to go clubbing so
1: everyone go to manscaped.com, use the promo code stock, and any purchase even if it's a $5 purchase you're still saving 20% you're still getting free shipping if it's a larger purchase where you're you know spending a few bucks great but every any purchase i don't care if it's a $7 something or other, you still get 20% off, and it's outstanding. With free shipping, it's almost like they're handing it away for free. So, everyone, check out manscaped.com, promo code. Don't forget the promo code, Dolphins Talk. Yep, you got it. Now, back to business. Okay, we're going to close out the show here. Free agency is coming up here in a couple weeks. And the Miami Dolphins have a couple, and I would say glaring needs they need to fill. And we're going to go over two of the positions. The first position is going to be quarterback. And before everyone flips out, we're not talking about starting quarterback. We're talking about backup quarterback. Because as we mentioned, Ryan Fitzpatrick most likely will not be back. And if he's not back, they need a veteran number two. And there's a few guys out there right now. And it's worth we're going to throw out some names. We're going to share our thoughts. Like, we'd be okay with him. We'd be okay with him. Want nothing to do with him. And we're just going to give you our quick thoughts on each one and let you know, um, if he would be okay if they were brought in as a number two quarterback to Tua of Iloa. And this is under the assumption there's no Watson trade. So let's just throw that out the window. Okay, and you ready?
0: Yep, I'm ready.
1: Number one, Tyrod Taylor.
0: Yeah, as a backup quarterback, I wouldn't mind that.
1: I despise Tyrod Taylor. I want nothing to do with Tyrod Taylor in Miami. I think he is brutal. I don't know how he's gotten this reputation where people think he's good I don't get it. I think Herbert, even if he didn't get that shot in the ribs this year and he had a missed time, I think Herbert would have been on that field quicker, quickly, anyways. Not a Tyrod Taylor fan. <laughs> I'm
0: putting up Kyle's uh yes. Kyle's post.
1: I think he agrees with me. Yeah. So, next, Brian Hoyer.
0: Brian Hoyer, huh?
1: I don't love it, but I also don't hate it. It's just uh meh.
0: You know what I mean? When, when I think of Brian Hoyer, I, I, I think of his days when he was with the Patriots and, yeah. and really had no impact. So I'd say pass.
1: Okay. The next one I would love to get, I just think he's going to command a lot of money and he might, and he might possibly even get a chance to start somewhere. And that is Jacoby Brissett.
0: Huh? Jacoby Brissett. You know, that's, that's not a bad name. He, uh, he had a good season right in, uh, in Indianapolis before yeah. last year, before yeah, he had the, totally the struggles last year. Times at the Um, right price, it wouldn't be a bad move.
1: That's probably he, he might be the guy at all the names I'm about to read off. He's probably number one on my list. And the only thing with him is you you don't know what some of these teams are doing, like you, you don't know what the Patriots are doing. You don't know if the if the if a team like the Broncos are in love with Locke or if they want to bring someone in to push him and maybe compete in it for him. That would be a much better spot. But if those teams aren't interested in that and he's just looking as at a number two. Miami's a great spot to be a number two because you don't know what to up. and if something happens, you could be thrust right in there quickly. So, um, yeah, I didn't have him. see. Blunt Mike is the, at the top. Okay. <laughs> okay, next name on the list. It was a guy who was just cut this week. Once again, he might get a chance to start, though. Alex Smith.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to pop up the person that just threw him in the, the chat, too, oh. because he came up with a good idea. I, I I know you and I talked about this. I think we were chatting about it and I, I I'd say no. And and the only reason for that is very much I, like Patrick. He, he's very much like Fitzpatrick, but also Alex. I mean, the fact that he, number one is able to walk again. The second fact that he was able to live through that crazy, horrible injury that he had. I mean, I think I, I I'd be worried. I'd be worried to have him on the field. So, um, I, and, and two, he really when he came back, he looked like he lost some mobility, you know, and of course, because of what happened. Right. Sure. And and I love his story. So don't get me wrong. I love the story. And he was the comeback player, probably not of the year. He was probably the comeback player of like forever with the Dolphins uh, with the with the Washington football team. Um, so I would love him for the story, but I'd be worried about him if he were to come in. And, and I don't think he, he was as productive um, with a Washington football team when he was quarterbacking them.
1: And when I say he's like Fitzpatrick, not that they play the same, just that he's a veteran who the head coach might run too quickly if something's not going right. And I don't want that, and that's not what I'm looking for here. Next name, Colt McCoy.
0: He reminds me of uh, Brian Hoyer a little bit. Yeah. He's kind of in the same, the same boat,
1: A little better, though, but, yeah, he's in that same grouping, I would say, for sure. Uh, wouldn't love it wouldn't hate it just kind of eh that's where I am with that next name is RG3
0: you know RG3 is uh he's electric right he's uh he's yeah. still got some moves he still he can still make some throws um he wouldn't be a bad he i, I kind of i guess he can't really pull them together but RG3 and Marcus Mariota i kind of think of there are some similarities between the two because they are mobile quarterbacks. RG three, obviously he's not the same as when he first joined the league. Um, but you know, if, if you're going to have a mobile quarterback, he's the guy to go. Um, yeah. And, and I would actually give a thumbs
1: up for Marcus Mariota too, but I don't think we're going to have the opportunity. He's on the contract, I still think with the Raiders, right. The, correct. They're probably going to look to trade him because they can probably get something of value in return. If there's a team, there's a couple teams who might be interested in him. Um, so I think with Mariota, that, That's the thing there is uh, I think if he was on the market, yeah, for sure. But he's just not in the market. Next name, Jameis Winston. Now, here's the thing with Winston. Off the field, a little bit of a clown. On the field, when he's on, and if you can get his head right, he's pretty damn good. Problem is he likes to throw a lot of interceptions, but we just had Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it's tough to blame someone else for throwing interceptions when we had Ryan Fitzpatrick for a couple years. Jameis Winston's an interesting one. I don't. The Saints. It sounds like Breeze might be coming back. They have Hill. I don't know if there's a, if there's a spot, and they're way over the cap, anyways. I don't know if there's a spot for Winston. Um, is a number two once again not the worst thing in the world?
0: Yeah. So, um, and I, I'll I'll add that I just had a conversation with someone tonight. You know, when you, you when you see yeah, someone yeah. who's wearing the colors of a football team, you oh, yeah. just strike up the conversation. So he had a neck gator for um, for the Saints, and I said, so what do you think? Com- is uh, Drew Breeze coming back? Um, he said no. He said Jameis Winston is going to be our quarterback. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he, I, I was like, you know, he he really had a tough go at it when he was in Tampa, you know, throwing all those interceptions. Um, but he's like, yeah, but he had a year to sit and and work behind Drew Brees, and um, and they think he's going to actually give him a chance. So I think I think Winston's going to end up in New Orleans, at least based on a New Orleans fan who yeah. popped the team pretty closely.
1: We'll see. Yeah, I mean. It really all depends on Brees and what he does. Because uh, if he comes back, I don't know how they can afford all these guys because they are the worst cap shape in the league. Uh, two more names, Andy Dalton and A.J. McCarron. Do either, I want nothing to do with Dalton. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. I At the right price, any of these guys for a number two, I, I'm – okay with, except for Tyrod. I'm okay with pretty much any of these guys as a number two. Wouldn't be my first choice. AJ McCarron, same thing. Wouldn't be my first choice, but also wouldn't be the worst signing in the world either.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't get excited about those two names, AJ McCarron and, um, and the red rocket, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think, uh, so I think out of this list, our top choice would be Jacoby reset don't know how realistic that is but once again i'd probably be okay with colt mccoy um or like a winston uh will be interesting to see because that that is going to be a spot that they will have to address here in free agency um don't know how much money they want to put into that position but they need a veteran of some sort especially if it's patrick assumed he's not coming back most likely won't be coming back um, <laughs> so actually, and, and this
0: one, I don't know what the deal is with Teddy Bridgewater. He, he-, he
1: can trade it because he's under contract. They're either going to have – so for Teddy Bridgewater is under contract with the Panthers. Now he's been involved. If the Panthers break the bank here and trade with Houston for Watson, Bridgewater probably will be part of that deal because Houston needs, will need a quarterback. Even if they're going to take one around one, they're going to need a quarterback. So Bridgewater probably be part of that deal. If the Panthers can't get – him in a trade they're probably going to want to hold on to him because they will take a rookie maybe trade up to three even to get a rookie and they're going to need him with the rookie so Bridgewater's under contract uh and plus he's turned down Miami a few times already it's almost like with Clowney how many times can you keep going after the same guy and how many times can he keep telling you no before you finally just give up on him him, right just give up although there are rumors now with the release of Kyle Vinoy. They might be in again on Clowney this offseason. We'll see. Maybe now that we won 10 games, you'll be like, you know, hey, I'll go to Miami now. We'll see. Last thing we're going to talk about. Yeah. uh, Running backs. We're going to do the same thing. This list is much smaller. Clearly, Miami needs to reshape this running back room. Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed, great players. They had a great 2020 season. They're going to be back, but they shouldn't be back as number one and number two running backs. I think they're guys strictly for depth. They're going to play. They're going to be in the mix and get their work, but I don't think they're guys you want to be the centerpiece of your offense at running back. They need to reshape this running back room. And all the names we mentioned, if they sign one, that doesn't mean you still can't take Najee Harris. That doesn't mean you still can't take Travis Etienne. That doesn't mean you still can't take Javante Williams or someone else in rounds one or two or three at running back. They need more than one. So if they go out the first name, let's just throw it out to Aaron Jones. Let's say they pay good money for Aaron Jones. That doesn't mean you don't take a running back in the draft. You want to partner him with somebody. Look at the Cleveland Browns, what they have with Nick Chubb and Hunt. They got a nice one-two punch. Miami doesn't have a one or two. They need all the punch they can get. So just because you go sign a name in free agency, whether it's Jones or somebody else, they still need to draft somebody. And if they only want to – depend on the draft to get a running back and not get one in free agency. I think that's a mistake because it's not enough. It's not enough, and you're putting a lot of faith in a rookie who could stumble, could be a bust, might not be able to pass block at an NFL level, and there could be. there's a lot of risk involved. So Aaron Jones, let's start there. I've said it for months. I've said it on podcast, midseason on. He's out there. Aaron Jones, he's caught 97 passes the past two years, scored something like th- um, 30 touchdowns the past two years, he has over 3,000 all purpose. Your heart is the past two years. He is a guy who I think would just do wonders for this Dolphins offense. This Miami Dolphins offense needs help. And the best friend for a young quarterback is a good running game. And we can still get a rookie. But a veteran who I know can pass block, won't get the quarterback killed, who you could turn to and hand to 15, 17, 18, 20 times a game, if need be, is what they need. Jones is the best of the bunch. There's rumors out there galore. Who knows if they're true or not. But I am all in on paying money for Aaron Jones. I know a lot of fans don't like to pay running backs. Not me. And a lot of fans don't like to take him around one. Not me. Running backs matter. And I'm all in for paying Aaron Jones.
0: You know, here's, here's what we have not seen yet. We haven't seen this coaching staff and this leadership team really either spend a lot of money on running backs. We haven't seen them draft running backs really high. What we have seen from them is that they've, you know, they've gone to, um, free agents or, you know, they found undrafted free agents. They've used some really late picks for running backs. Those are the guys that they've really brought on board. And it was I think the whole talk about Matt Breida just goes back to week one when Matt Breida was not the starter and we all anticipated him to be the starter. Right. Um, But I think one, and one person actually mentioned this um, and I'm trying to find it here. I I can't find it, but we just need to find a bruiser. You know, if you're, if you're at third and two, you need to find someone that you can hand that ball off to, and that he's going to run through the wall to be able to get you the first down, you know? And I think of, Uh, I think of Lusaka Polite, who I think was actually a fullback and not a running back. But still, you know, if you knew, you knew it was third and one, third third and two, Polite was going to get the ball and he's going to get you a first down. We don't have that right now. We don't have guys that can break tackles, right? The last time we had a a good running back that could break tackles was, um, uh, oh, my goodness, my brain just went went dead. Um, What's his face? He took us to the playoffs and then ended up getting traded over. Huh?
1: Lamar Smith? No, in 2000.
0: Oh, J. Jai. Yeah, J.J. I had him in my head and then he just like disappeared. But J.J., he could break tackles. We don't have that kind of running back right now. We have some fast running backs. We have some small, slick running backs. But we don't have anybody who can break tackles. So I think, I think that's why I love um, Najee Harris so much because he does. I mean, if you've seen the pictures of his thighs, his thighs are as thick as my head, I think, because – and he just can break through walls. And that – that reminds me of a Derrick Henry type. Now, does that mean he's going to end up being that successful in the National Football League? Who knows? But he's got the size, and that's the type of guy that I would love to see part of the Dolphins. You know, you get a, a playmaker at running back that can break tackles regardless of of what that offensive line looks like. It doesn't really it does matter what happens everywhere else, but it really takes a load off of your quarterback. I'll uh Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, right? Derek Henry has ma- has helped Ryan Tannehill look like a much better quarterback. So that's, that's kind of my thoughts. I, I know the dolphins don't traditionally draft high for a quarterback, but I'd really like to see one of these stud running backs, either Etienne. Um, I would love Najee Harris if that's, you know, if that's a possibility, um, as far as free agents, Aaron Jones is not a bad pickup, but you're going to end up spending a lot of money for him. Why not yeah. instead look at Jamal Williams? He had a, actually a nice career in Green Bay. He's he's one year younger than Aaron Jones is. Is he um, still under
1: contract though? I think he's under contract
0: now. Uh, no, he's an un- unrestricted free agent, okay. is what I'm seeing. So, you know, and and there's some other running backs too that could help you fill that hole if you don't want to spend all of your money at the running back spot. Which again, the Dolphins have never. Or we haven't seen them do that, and I don't know how long. I don't know when the last time was that we spent a, a lot of money on a running back. So it's going to be interesting to see. I whatever happens, we need to improve the running back spot. And it's and more than I, one guy.
1: They need more than one guy. So yeah, you still take someone early in this draft, but they still need to sign someone in free agency. They need more. They need some firepower back there, just like a wide receiver. They need a little bit of a boost. They need, really need a boost to running back. They need guys. Who Once again, we play in the AFC East. You know every year you're going to get either one or two games in Buffalo, in New York, in New England, cold, snowy weather. You have to run the ball between the tackles in those games. We don't have those guys, and they need to get those guys. They need guys you can lean on. Plus, once again, young quarterback. And a fan put up something. I wasn't going to go off on any fans, but someone put something up, and I have to comment. And this comment, really, that's what we said about Howard and Breida, how that turned out. Guys. Just because you missed on one or two free agents at running back doesn't mean you stop trying to get it right. Okay, by that logic, we should never sign a running back again. We failed on Howard and Brita. Let's just quit. We failed. We stink. Never try. That's not how this league works. You nobody bats a thousand. You're going to swing and miss. When you swing and miss, you get back in the batter's box and you take another swing till you get a hit, until you get it right. So yes, we failed with Howard, and they failed with Brita. That's life. Move on, try again. Now it's time to try again. You don't give up. That's how you lose. You got to keep trying. So, that logic just blows my mind. Yeah. Same
0: we- person just uh, I want to add this cuz he added this question. I think it's a great question. Um and I think we kind of talked a little bit about it. Absolutely, you can take Jones and then still draft a running back. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: That's what the plan should be. Yep. If it's not Jones, that's fine. It doesn't have to be Jones. Here are some other names. And I'll just throw them all out there. We can comment James White, although he's really not a guy in between the tackles, but he's more like a Miles Gaskin, so I'd say no there. Mark Ingram, Todd Gurley, who Chris Greer's had a fascination with for years. Do not be shocked if Todd Gurley's finally in Miami. Once again, you sign Todd Gurley, you're still going to draft somebody, but they have tried to get him for a while. Leonard Fournette's a name, Tavon Coleman, Carlos Hyde. I think Jones is a cut above all those guys and worth the extra money. But if they did go Todd Gurley, if they did go Carlos Hyde, Leonard Fournette, I have no problem with that. I wanted them to get him last year after he was let go by Jacksonville. Um, Those are some other names that are out there.
0: Yeah, and I mean, bottom line is we need to upgrade that role. I think that's what we all agree. I think everybody in the chat is agreeing with that too. How we do it, it's going to be up to the coaches. It's going to be up to how much money we have to spend. Do it through free agency. Do it through the draft. Just do it, right?
1: Yeah, just do it. They need better players. And this is the thing. Uh, and this is one thing here we can wrap up the show because I say this a lot on social media on various platforms is there's fans there's fans of this team that don't want to spend any money or they don't – they in this league, you don't get a ring. You don't have a parade for saving salary cap space. You get rings and you have a parade for winning. And we have a young quarterback and you are only hampering him by not putting as many weapons around him as possible. Last year, 2020, the plan, the goal, get a young quarterback. Check. They did that. Whether he's the right guy or not, who knows? We'll find out. The goal now is to surround him with as much talent as possible to let him succeed. And you're going to have to spend money on that. You might have to take a wide receiver at the top of the draft. Not ideal. You might have to take a running back in round one. Not ideal. But this is the goal now, is to get weapons around him to let him succeed. So there's not... We're not sitting here in in you know October, Ian, going Miami lost this week. Wish they had more weapons. Well, yeah, you sat on all, on all this money and he did nothing with it. This is the time to put weapons around the kid. So if he falls on his face, there's no excuse. There's no fingers to point. There's no one to blame but the kid at quarterback. So that's why don't be so concerned with salary cap space. We're paying him. We paid him too much. It's okay to overpay one player here or there. That's not going to be the end of the world. But they need to get better players, and you can't do it strictly through the draft because by the time those guys learn the NFL system, get you know, it takes a year or two for most of these guys' rookies to learn the NFL game. They need guys who can play now, okay? Otherwise, you're going to go from 10 wins or down. So you don't have to spend all the money, but spend some of the money, okay? Spend some of it and get some good players. Why are fans adverse to not getting good players? It blows my mind. The Tampa Bay just won a super bowl. A lot of free agents on that team. A lot of sure. free agents. It wasn't all through the draft folks. A lot of free agents. It's okay to spend money.
0: And here's, here's what I'd say to kind of close thing up. Mike is, is I think everybody just needs to take a breath at this point, you know, because I think there are going to be a lot more, maybe not a lot more, but there are going to be more changes coming up in the next couple of weeks. You know, we're going to probably hear some surprises, a surprise here or there that no one expected. Last year, um, you know,
1: Jones, Big shock. The,
0: Exactly. You know, and, and the one thing, and I've said this many times before, the one thing that I love about this organization right now in today, since Flores got here and since Chris Greer started working with Flores, they don't let anything out of the building unless they want it to be let out. You know, so we're going to be hearing rumors left and right because rumors are what sells papers and what gets clicks for, for some of the media guys, you know, and then the what if scenarios are always pretty amazing and, and it keeps them going and keeps them occupied but until we actually read something in the paper or we read something on online that something was truly announced, you know, it nothing's, it's not going to happen. Right. And it's not going to happen unless it actually does happen. So I think, uh, take a breath. You know, I think a lot of dolphins fans, unfortunately, because of the last game, we we've really got that sour taste in our mouth and we want, we want to get that sour taste out of our mouth. You know, let's watch a dolphins team make a win, you know, week one, but that's, five months away, man, you know, it's, it's a long ways away. So we just, we just got to get there. We got to, got to keep it together and, and, uh, um, and let's have fun. Let's enjoy this, this time. And, and draft is going to be a great time. I think draft is going to be a great time. And I think the coach and, the, and uh, general manager are going to do a great job for us this off season.
1: You mentioned about like stuff being a surprise and stuff getting out and leaks. You can tell the Miami Dolphins, they're pretty much all in on this Patriots way. As earlier Today on Wednesday, they made a big hire when they hired Ann Nolan to run their communications department. She's from New England, uh, senior. She's the uh, senior director of football communications for the Dolphins. If you thought news getting out of Miami was tough, not you know now <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be impossible. They have bought in through the Patriots' way. Um, she's a great hire. She's going to be great at her job. That's what she's very well respected and that's great, but as fans, I mean, there's been a few leaks in the past year of stuff they probably haven't want leaked out. Um, this might put a seal on that, I guess. We'll see, but uh, overall, Ian, first show streamed um, that we've done together. First show we've done together in a while. And I didn't prob- make
0: a mistake too much. I think I did. A, we did a good job, and I have to say, I was so impressed with, uh, with the chat stream and everybody getting involved. I, I was... I, I just want to say thank you because I think it, it it really adds a different element to the show that we've not had before, even though it is a little, a little distracting sometimes. But I, I love it because I get to see what everybody else is thinking. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to doing this more often. I know as we as we get closer to the season, we'll probably be doing it again on a weekly basis. But yeah. um, but this was a lot of fun
1: next week because next week we're going to be a week out from free agency. And, you know, as we were sort of caught off guard this week with the news of, Kyle Vannoy. we're going to be caught off guard probably between now and next Wednesday night with some more news. So I'm sure we'll be doing a show next Wednesday. And we're probably going to be doing a show most weeks here between now and the draft um, because there's so much news is going to break, especially March 17th is a Wednesday, I believe, is it not? March 17th is a Wednesday, the first day of free agency. Maybe news will break when we're recording. We have to do a show that night. That will be great. So That's great. We're going to be doing shows. Because there's going to be so much news. And for those of you who watch us tonight, like Ian said, thank you. If you're listening to this and you do want to watch it, you can go to my Twitter feed at Dolphins Talk. Go to the Facebook page. I am a Miami Dolphins fan page. Go to Ian's Twitter page at Ian693. Or go to our YouTube page. Go to YouTube and search Dolphins Talk. You can watch um, this at any time because it will be saved on those platforms forever. Uh, As always... Um, check out Ian's Facebook page, go to Facebook and search for Biggie Miami Dolphins. Make sure you put Miami Dolphins. What am I forgetting, Ian?
0: Uh, well, I, I just promised my dad that I'd say hello to him. Cause I know he's going to watch tonight for our first live, uh, our live show. So hi dad. Hi mom. Good to see you guys. And I also said, I'd say hi to the nachos crew. So hi, nachos crew.
1: There you go. Uh, and plus I also did a podcast with the only Miami Dolphins podcast in the UK on yesterday. So if you go to my Twitter feed, you can hear me as a guest on the, Dolphin UK podcast, it was Andy, Simon, and Lee, three great guys, um, and I talked a lot, I said a lot of the same stuff I probably said here tonight, but if you want to hear me on with them and get their perspective on some matters as well, check that out, Manscaped, 20% off promo code, Dolphins Talk, and one tease, we're going to end with a tease, we're going to have a new show, a new podcast soon, I don't want to say too much, Ian knows about it, I love we're not- it, I love too the idea, not till it drops, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to involve a lot of people. And we'll probably have the first show in a week or two, I'd say. And Ian and, and myself, probably after we hang up here, are going to talk about this for a bit because uh, I got some ideas. So be on the lookout for a new show from DolphinsTalk.com. Everyone have a great Wednesday night. And we'll talk to you again after a while.
0: Fins up, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast. Be sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for all of your latest Miami Dolphins news.